I think, you know, the younger generation especially understand the value of uh, brand building. Mm -hmm. Um, Some angel investors already in Finland are writing blogs about um, how they value brand know-how in the founding team. Of course, you need to have an amazing product and tech and team and everything. But it's not technology anymore. It's, it's about the whole experience. We've had some amazing examples, as I mentioned, Gura already, mm-hmm. how they break through in a, in a global scale and, and how they are doing their go-to-market uh, strategy and how open they are about that and they are like a primary example of a Finnish brand that really has an eye on details and they are building a consistently and systematically their brand. In this episode, my guest is Minna Kaitala, an independent branding and marketing consultant here in Helsinki, Finland. We talk about the importance of being memorable, Minna shares the two key points to building a brand, which are one, to avoid being generic, have an opinion and prepare to go all the way with it. And two, to be consistent over a long period of time. So let's do it. Here's Minna Kaitala. Hi Minna, how are you? Thanks for joining Hi, Tam. Great to be here. I'm fine. What about you? I am really good. I've been looking forward to speaking to you for a while. Same here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so if I ask you, what do you, how do you describe yourself when you meet somebody like, and they say, what do you do? What do you say? Oh, such an interesting <laughs> question. <laughs> um... <laughs> To be like totally honest, I feel like I'm a generalist. Okay. Um, I've been working uh, in the industry for 15 plus years uh, already. Oh. I started in uh, uh, digital advertising and I moved to uh, more traditional advertising. And then I moved to uh, um, more strategic work, leading and directing design work. And then I've been developing different kind of uh, um, B2C uh, uh, digital services and concepts. Mm-hmm. So I've been working in 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 wide, wide uh, range of uh, domains. Mm-hmm. And I've been looking the brand building and marketing from different perspectives. So I never kind of uh, put myself in a small box. Hmm. So, so it's 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 a really difficult question. And yeah. um, um, if I, I always tell my clients that if you're not one hundred percent sure, why do you exist? Don't think that your customers will know that. Hmm. So now it goes <laughs> the same thing goes to me. So what I say that I help you build brands that people want to be part of. Mm. that's what I do and it's it's so funny that when I started in my career 
the landscape was of course totally different very different um everybody kind of had the the uh, mindset that brands are built through advertising yeah. that when you do interesting campaigns and and brand acts uh, yep. people you know want to follow you and and support you and buy your products but nowadays it's totally different like the fundamental premise we operate today is that brands are not built on advertising anymore you mm. know they are built over a collection of touch points and especially touch points which are digital and so when we as a customers and and we uh, interact with the brand mm. it's those different touch points and and experiences and that is the brand experience it's mm. the unique experience of and some of of all of those touch points so i i i truly feel that that advertising that the role of advertising is has changed tremendously over the yeah. 15 years yeah i love it i love i love that we're getting into it already okay um yeah, the way I see it, tell me if you agree. So you said that before we used to see branding and advertising as almost equal. And mm. do you think that's because human attention spans in terms of mm. advertising? If I show you one mind-blowing 30-second advertisement, you actually remember it back in the day but now mm. if i show it to you because we live in a world full of noise and distraction no matter how how much you actually like my advertisement you're going to forget it in a few minutes so for example we have like iconic single advertisements in the 80s and 90s like the famous apple 1984 commercial or you know the really well-known award-winning commercials but now you can't just have one single mm. thing to get people's attention because the attention goes away instantly but you know Tan, you could and you can mm. but then you really need to break through in the cultural relevance and what i mean by that is that you still can have your 30 minutes, 30 second um, brand manifesto video mm. or whatever format you want to put it, mm. but enable to, to, to get the attention and go under the skin of those people who you want to inspire, mm. you need to take a stand. You need to be bold and courageous and you need to support the values and purpose of your brand and, and show them, of course, you can break through and, and, and get the attention. But if you're just, you know, mediocrity doesn't, like, if you want to be average, mm. then don't bother. Seriously, you will waste your money, time and effort and the brain power of those creative people if you don't have guts to be bold. Like one of the 
like really refreshing brand acts, I would say it's a, it was a brand act, mm. was Brewdog's um, announcement how they are becoming carbon negative and how they've like been reorganizing their uh, supply chain, their way of thinking and how they did it. Like a lot of uh, brands are doing the same, but they did that with a kind of an activism mindset. They, okay. they are not just like talking about how we need to be sustainable. They really pulled up something super interesting. They executed and they told it in a way that really got my attention. Their headline was Fuck CO2. <laughs> and there, <laughs> with the U, there was the, uh, um, uh, their, you know, bottle a beer bottle oh, okay or a beer can or what was it so so nowadays i really think that um like activism is the way to you know do it instead of just pushing because we i i truly believe that brands have the power to change the world and make the impact but you really need to take a stand nowadays Hmm. So interesting. So you 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 say nowadays activism is the way to break through. I I, I truly yeah mm, I truly I believe so. And also you said be bold, don't be average. But okay, my question then is, doesn't everybody try to be bold? Like how many people aim for mediocre or average? Mm, yeah, super good question. Um, what I've seen and learned over the years is that um, in the big, especially in the big organizations, um, the fear. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And that's, and that's how you dilute the ideas because you are afraid and you don't mm. want to go all the way. Mm. And uh, that's how we create, you know, just like warm concepts and it's super important to you know have an opinion and stand for that and voice that thing that really makes you what you are as a brand another super uh, important mm. thing is to be consistent because brands are built in people's minds and hearts. Mm. And uh, if you, if you like, lack the, the, the mindset of, uh, of building consistently, mm. then um, you're missing out a lot. So, so another key point is to, to be consistent. That, yeah, that's what I was trying to say before. So just quickly going back to an earlier point when we what i meant mm, in terms of this consistency so let's let's give a concrete example so let's say i'm a brand new company i'm a i'm a young company i'm a small company small brand and i want mm -hmm. to this is day one i want to start my brand building all right this is day one what i'm seeing is today doesn't matter how memorable it is if it's just one thing it's not going to stick. It has to be a slow, methodical 
gradual build rather than create one awesome 30 second clip that gets everybody's mm-hmm. attention because because it's a noisy world like i said and we forget we're gonna forget it if you don't have if you're not nike or apple or you don't have a large following already doesn't matter what you do on day one it's not gonna matter so it's a long-term game not a short-term game anymore totally it's spot on brands aren't built overnight and um it's so much easier to look like a one month ahead and, and aim for those tactical goals because you can feel the you know the effect and the impact and there's like um there's a lot of um tools or mindsets like performance marketing or growth hacking that mm. the the sprints are so much shorter because mm. you try to optimize you a b test you try to find the perfect angle and target group and channels but brand building happens over time and the yes. image grows over time yeah there's no shortcut um, to brand but there's exactly. no you can hack you know there's the word you, you just said growth hacking and with marketing i guess you can hack it a little bit in terms of getting users and getting leads getting mm-hmm. numbers you can hack it in to a certain extent but building a brand i'm not can you hack like brand can you hack brand building yeah, well, it starts like every brand wants to be different. Mm. And uh, so, like I've seen so many brands that when I ask them, how do you differ from the market? Yes. What's your differentiating factor? Yes. Why are you better? Why should clients choose you over your over you know the other players in the Mm. market who are your like the most inspiring customers what Mm. are they like what's their fears what's their hopes what's their motives where do they hang like like uh, are they um are they um uh, um uh, you know what's the category you're in Mm. and all these like super um simple questions mm-hmm. getting the purpose right aligning your vision and mission and inviting people to march to the you know same direction mm-hmm. that's the that's the key thing and uh, so you know it starts with the internal alignment why am i doing this what's like what's my role as an employee in this bigger goal what is the northern star we are going towards so like brand strategy and business strategy are Mm. often quite same but as to go back to what you said earlier about the uh, um you know starting from the scratch and Mm. how the how to start building a brand it starts with the strategy work it starts with the you know common uh, goals and vision and you know inviting people to 
march to the same direction. And, and then, you know, after that, it's about how to put that ambition that you have into visual symbols, how to manifest that, that ambition as a brand story, where to tell that story, to whom to tell that story, what kind of services and products are representing and, and you know, um, are the manifest of that story. So uh, one of the um, brands that I truly admire at mm. this moment and how they build their brand and a solid brand foundation and how they are super consistent in the way they do their uh, brand development is Gure. So oh. they do uh, world famous uh, alcohol products like okay. whiskey is the newest and gin is the the one that they are really famous of. So you 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 ask these questions. You were saying um, so you ask them what makes you in terms of clients. You ask your clients what makes you different. And do you find that this is a difficult question for them to answer? It is, because uh, being a market leader isn't the answer. So it is difficult um, if that's something that isn't inherited in your DNA. Like if, if, if that's something that, um, it's, if, if it's something that just popped out from a, um, you know, strategy workshop and you need to come up with that and you haven't been thinking about that so then you need to understand that what makes you different um, and often um, you, you, uh, you need to go to your clients and ask from them as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like why do but you yeah. why do you buy from us exactly and you might find super interesting and valuable information. But of course, you need to know. It's the, um, it's the core things in, in uh, uh, building a brand to identify what makes us unique. Yeah, it's also the core thing in human development. Like we have to know, you know, the the ancient Greeks always said, mm -hmm. the first thing is know yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a, this really uh, fun brand exercise. Like um, if, um, if you as a brand, you would go to a party. It's in a really nice uh, uh, hotel. Mm. Um what would you be like in that party? Would you oh. be, you know, the uh, silent one or the one who, you know, is That's the rebel nice one? Nice <laughs> exercise. I like this. Yeah. So what would you, you be like? And another one is that if you would be a hotel, what would you be like? Mm. And this is like... I'm just going to give you an example. Yeah, please. Like if you would, yeah, if you would be a sustainable brand, mm. think about what kind of hotel you would be then. Mm. You would have, you know, it can, it could be all like it all, um, it could be, for example, in the forest. 
And mm. there would be no roof, no electricity. Mm. There would be like, um, um, you know, all these super interesting ecological products and uh, just, you know, let your imagination flow. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to for... imagine a no roof hotel in the forest. Exactly. <laughs> but think about if you would be a um, game brand. Hmm. What would that be? What would that hotel be like? So, mm. and what kind of symbols, like uh, brand symbols, would be present there? Like, think about if you would be, a, 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 like if Supercell would, uh, you know, build a hotel, what would that be like? <laughs> I would assume that all those huge characters would be greeting me there and, and the experience would be actually quite holistic in a digital way. Mm. Okay, so cool. Those are just like, you know, interesting exercises to go deeper, deeper, as you said, like what, what, how you are as a person. So you can start envisioning these things in a different uh, perspective. It's a fun, it's a fun exercise. <laughs> yeah, and it's important because, I mean, you didn't say it, but I'll say it. I've seen, I've met a lot of founders and companies who are not really aware of what they are and i'm really surprised like they yeah. you know the lack of self-awareness in terms of for example we're a really i don't know we might be a really conservative and strict brand but we want to put out marketing that's fun and friendly and you know it's like completely misaligned with what you truly are have, have mm -hmm. you noticed that Un unfortunately yes um but you know oh the opposite uh, like you know we're a really young and cool we're, we're really young and cool and hip people but then our messaging is corporate and serious and it's like why aren't you aligned with who you are yeah and 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 so often again it's the fear that plays the biggest role there I don't think it's about the lack of creativity and, and know-how. Mm. It's about the leadership when it comes to brand building. And mm. you need to, you need to, like, I always say that be more like human, not corporate. Like, mm. um, it's, it's what we as people, what we want from brands, we want to have this cognitive ease and what that means is that the messaging the yes. v visual look and feel the it's uh, the you know user experience everything feels easy yes. and it feels like oh this is the way it should be yes oh this this is it feels so easy natural and, and natural and we go towards those things that feels easy mm -hmm, and and um, and then we justify those with rational facts okay well well they say they are this and oh it has this ingredient it must be good but oh i love the how they talk and their tone of voice and their visuals are so beautiful and so we need uh 
both. And, and, uh, and tone of voice, I think, is, is coming and is taking bigger role as we've seen these uh, amazing brands building their brand with unique tone of voice. Mm-hmm. And Oatly is one of them. Mm-hmm. Slack is one of them. Mm-hmm. Because the tone of voice and, and the communication is delightful. It's, it's so different. And in this world where there is a, a lot of noise and meaningful you know, information coming all over, if somebody is making it fun, easy and delightful, you know, we are drawn towards that. So yes. I encourage everybody to find their own voice, you know. Right, right. That's the key. So when you said before, uh, well, we both agree that the fear is what stops you. But I, I just want to clarify, it's not fear of not being fun. So for example, it's you're not saying everybody has to be fun and delightful. I think it's the fear of embracing who you really are. So if you're yeah. not fun, if your brand is yeah. not fun and it's not delightful, then own it. Like be be authentic exactly. towards who you are. So that's why I really like your party analogy. Right? You're not yeah. if you if you go to the party and you're not a comedian, you don't love telling yeah. jokes, then don't force yourself to go into this party and tell jokes. Right, just be exactly embrace who you are. If you're just the guy in the suit that wants to stand in the corner, then go do that, but be proud and be consistent. Yes, because we like today's consumers, and you know, we as a as a you know active uh, um, consumers, we see through the BS. Absolutely. So. So that's like, that's the bottom line. Like, just, you know, find your own voice. Find out who you are and who do you want to inspire. And then talk to them. Yes. In a way. I love it. It's so simple. Them. Yeah. It's so simple. It is simple, like, but, <laughs> but people exactly. can't do it. It's hard. People find, you know, it's, the truth is simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the end. Marketing is the job of storytelling with insight. So with with marketing, you are able to tell those stories. That's the, you know, that in the end, that's that's the key function. Same thing thing about positioning. And uh, so often, you know, so often there is problems finding your, you know, unique position in the in the market Mm. but when you start thinking about it in a way that positioning is not about pleasing everybody Mm. but it's about serving those who you who you want to please so once again you don't need to talk to everybody you don't need to please everybody and if somebody is saying that everybody is your target audience run (laughs) Mm, so absolutely. you need to really find the your core audience and who you want to inspire. And mm. that's about, you know, positioning. It's about choosing the ones you want to please. Yeah. So, yeah. So going back to the party, going back to the yeah. party example, 
if you want to please everybody, that's the equivalent of going in and just shouting at the whole room. Hello, everyone. I'm here. Look at me. Right? Nobody. You don't want to do that. Exactly. And but what if you would choose a couple of people from there, and you would be, you know, mindful with them. You would listen. You would tell your story. I bet they would leave from the party remembering you. Yeah. And having an emotional connection with you. And that's what you want to do. Okay, question about being different and differentiating. Do you think it's about identifying what's different or do you think it's about creating something different? So identifying something in you that's already different or should you try to be creating something different? Mm. Oh, what a million dollar question. Um, <laughs> well, I feel that a lot of um, startups starts with the first one, mm. for sure. They want to create something that doesn't uh, not yet exist, um, or they find better ways of doing you know, things that are common in our daily lives. So there you have the, the, from the get-go, you have a clear thinking in your head. How are you making dent into this world? How are you making an impact that no one else is doing? Um, And that's the, you know, you're changing something. and, And first you realize that there's a problem and then you want to fix that. Mm. So you have a you know clear differentiating angle to that problem um but I, what i've seen a lot is that uh, if you are a mature company um uh, and there's a new players coming in you might have been a a market leader or something like that but you haven't been proactive or you haven't had this kind of a challenger brand attitude. So you haven't been evolving and developing your core competencies in a way you should have. Mm. Then you might uh, kind of invent your differentiating factor. And that could be, for example, uh, you know, um, about your... um, processes how you can be better than the competition with for example um onboarding clients um being a strategic partner to them bringing tailor-made um solutions that um need for example um you know uh, some kind of admin support Mm -hmm. so of course, you are able to create those things that are meaningful, but you also need to reflect. And I always encourage the customer centricity. What are the things that your customers value and what kind of pain points do they have? And then you can start thinking about your offering and differentiating things compared to that. So you know it's not a game over if uh, if if uh, for example you don't have the tech tech capabilities or 
some um, you know IP that nobody else has, mm. or you know, or somebody else have already. Mm. So you can reinvent, of course, your you know why you exist and how you differentiate in the fact in in this market. Yeah, and I'm wondering. Well, let's compare it to the individual level. Let's say I am not this kind of person, but I want to be this kind of person, right? So then, that's not being authentic because I'm not this kind of person. Should I start acting like this kind of person in order to become that person? Do you know what I mean?、Mm. Because if you have to be authentic, then you're just saying, okay, well then、mm. I am, I am this, but、mm. I don't want to be this. <laughs> Hmm.、Um, well, if you're not authentic, then you're doing green washing, pink washing, whatever washing.、Um, so I really think that、uh, reinventing the brand core,、mm. it is totally possible. Doing turnarounds totally possible. But if that's only、um, the only responsible function. Is marketing who is delivering that? Then you're not being authentic. It really needs to come from the core, and people need to stand, you know, behind that. What you you know your ambition level and the core values. Then it's real.、Mm. But if it's only marketing who's trying to, you know, make it up, then You know, it's, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it's not, not based on anything. Long-term, sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's quickly talk about Finland, because we both live and work here. And what are some of the challenges that you've seen looking at it from the Finnish point of view?、Uh, so, in terms of Finnish companies and Finnish startups, do you see any difference in the way they approach brand building? Yeah, I do.、Um, there is a huge, like in every era, there's these buzzwords and 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 hypes that people are going after. And I think you know the younger generation, especially, understand the value of、uh, brand building.、Mm-hmm. Um, some. Angel investors already in Finland are writing blogs about、um, how they value brand know-how in the founding team,、um, because we know, as I said about the cognitive ease, that、mm-hmm. um, you know angel investors in in like in a global level, it was something like eight out of ten are investing. Based on their gut feeling,、mm. so then the brand and、um, the、um, the experience and how it looks and feels and smells plays a huge role. Of course, you need to have a, a amazing product and tech and team and everything, but it's not technology anymore. It's it's about the whole experience. So、um, you know, thinking about exits to to make the whole package coherent 
It's mm. not something that, you know, some, some uh, you know, it's, it's a rare thing. It's not a rare thing anymore. But I think that um, still there's a lot to do. We've had some amazing examples, as I mentioned, Gura already, mm. how they break through in a, in a global scale and, and how they are doing their go-to-market uh, strategy and how open they are about that. And they are like a primary example of a Finnish brand that really has an eye on details and they are building a consistently and systematically their brand. But at the same time, like um, how I feel is that like more and more today's consumers, they want, they want more than features and they want more than benefits and more than, you know, even experiences. Mm. They want meaning and meaning turns into preference and preference creates sales. Mm. So, so voicing why do you exist in the first place is part of the brand building. The reason why, as Simon Sinek, you know, pointed it out, mm. the, his framework is still super valuable. And uh, it's, it's easy to use. How, how, why, what? So, you know, I encourage every single uh, startup and company to really dig deeper into that super super simple framework and mm. and and find those and and then for example take a tesla or whatever and compare to their uh why how what um statements and and then you realize that you know it, it, it it's something that uh, really drives uh, you know the the focus and and creates the cause that people wants to to mm. grasp into tesla is a great example because they are i think right now the most valuable car company in the world and really? yeah and they have zero advertising yep so which is really interesting so what we talked about earlier it's not about advertising anymore so tesla mm -hmm. do not advertise they know they don't actually advertise but how do they get visibility it's through yeah. it's through the messaging and obviously it's through elon so and you said before it's about voicing why you exist and mm. what makes you different so yeah. then let me ask you a question should it be that more founders and more yeah it has to be the founders more founders and more ceos do you think they should be more visible because in general mm. finnish founders don't like to be visible. Yeah, so true. And now we're talking about the startup sheen. Um, mm. Yeah, interesting question. Well, well even even bigger so, companies, even outside of startups. Yeah. I mean, how many Finnish founders do we really are really out there? You know, blogging yeah. and writing and communicating mm -hmm. and yeah, not many. Um, Silas Ma is uh, one of the kind of uh, thought leaders that I, I follow. Um, I really value his uh, experience and uh, 
you know, he has this amazing book that has great uh, uh, principles. Like, um, okay, and, what's, and that's really what's really the name of the book? One. Oh my god, I can't remember. I need to link it to you. Okay, but it's Silas. Silas, Silas my he wrote about um, his past experiences in F Secure and in and at Nokia, and okay. uh, he has this really nice exercise scenario exercise that you all the time need to do these scenarios different kind of scenarios so mm. when you have those in place and you've been thinking it from different angles then nothing kind of surprises you because you have have that scenario planned already or but it's a, it's a nice framework that you can go deeper if you look at it from the book. But at the same time, coming back to your question. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on founders? Should they build a personal brand? Should they be more visible? Personal brand in addition to the company brand? Yeah. Well, um, we know already that... Um, that charismatic founders uh, inspire people because then um, you get the uh, it feels more personal there's a person behind this yes um, yes and that is key that is key and then another thing that for example going back to tesla they are inviting people to join their journey towards their vision Mm. It's so interesting that, for example, they didn't have a way to get to Mars, but they launched their vision. And it was so compelling and inspiring that mm. that created awareness. The same thing is with, uh, for example, Adidas. I really like sport brands. I mm. love Lululemon and Nike and, uh, and Adidas, and I love watching what they do and how they do things mm. and for example adidas launched the news that they are going to start selling shoes made of uh, ocean plastic and that okay. really moved the needle and they took this you know market leader position by showing example how to be sustainable how to invent new things but i'm not like 100 percent sure but the first shoes came to the market like two years after that announcement. Mm. So, and Elon Musk hasn't been uh, on Mars yet. <laughs> no. So, yeah, but that's <laughs> I believe that's in him though. Thing. I think he's gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I like, like once again, I read it somewhere that. Um, the you know adidas uh shoes made from ocean plastic has been like sold out or they've been selling 11 million pairs of those shoes and um, i would love to buy mm. ones as well yeah but it's about voicing and telling how you want to what you want to become and where you want to go and who do you want to invite to that journey with you so you, I yeah. think it's, uh, yeah, but then you need to walk the talk as well <laughs> because people yeah. are waiting. Yes. Do you think too many founders are too focused on the tech? 
you need to have the tech on place. That, that's that's for sure. But um, there's an interesting uh, um, story of uh, Spotify, how mm-hmm. like Spotify came up with a uh, tech solution. It's a stre- it was a streaming service, but at the same time, there was a lot of other streaming services as well. Mm. And they felt that, yeah, like Spotify wasn't a brand before they turned their mindsets into taking a bigger role and a bigger position and a bigger category. And when, when they decided that they want to be in the you know, music industry and reinvent the music industry, then they became an interesting brand. So tech, to just the focusing on tech is it's too limited to mm. uh, build a brand that people want to be part of. I yeah, yeah, I agree. And obviously, like you said, and I love that you said it first, the tech has to be there. We're, you know, so that's like the baseline. We're assuming the tech is there. So then once the tech is there and you're competing with other people who also have the tech there, then what's going to differentiate you is your is your brand. Exactly. You can't use the tech as your... You can't say, oh, you know, we're different because of the tech because everybody has the tech. Because once you're in this arena, yeah. you're competing with everybody that has the tech. Exactly, exactly. And I like to compare it, again, it, I, I like to compare it to, if we use the party analogy, um, using saying that you have good tech, that will work if you're competing against people with no tech. <laughs> yep. Right? Then it works. But So it's like if you go to a party and you have to be over 21 to get in. Right. Mm-hmm. So you go in. So you assume that everybody in that party is over 21, which means you can't go around and saying, hey, guess what? I'm over 21. Guess what? I'm over 21. That doesn't work mm-hmm. because you need to be over 21 to get in. So the same way you need to have good tech to get into this competition, to get into this arena. So once you're in this arena, it has to be something else that differentiates you. Exactly. And, and I really like the, the idea of um, like thinking out of the box in the way that don't follow the rules that, you know, there is in your category when it comes to your, like building your brand or distributing it or, or, you know, you don't need to follow the conventions. Like, for example, I need to give one example. Um, at one point, I was doing this um, Finnish dairy uh, brand. Mm. Um, and um, there's these huge conventions that every uh, dairy company follows. Because we as people, we go to the store, the grocery store, with an autopilot on. We are tired after work and we don't want to, you know, over things and overcomplicate things. So we always choose the right, the, 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 the same products. Mm. We know that when the color of milk is red, then there's more fat on it. Mm. Or when it's light blue, you know, it's fat free or something like that. 
and and uh, if 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 there was a rebranding done into those products mm. you know they always follow that convention and the color kind of categorized categorization mm. and then oatly came in <laughs> yep. they broke the rules they totally broke the rules and they even said that um it's milk made uh, for humans mm. so it's it's like they the 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 how they kind of attacked the industry mm. is a prime example how they became this crazy destructive challenger brand and they kind of started acting in their own way yeah so um, with no fear so exactly no fear and they like they decided this is us this is how we play so um even though you know they are there is a like a mature market and everything to get your point across you know know who you are and be you so and do it consistently that's my advice yeah i like it and that makes me think there is even though i said earlier if you're not funny you shouldn't try to be funny or some <laughs> yeah. some brands um even though i said that some brands are corporate and you should be corporate i think there is room because now that you reminded me of oatly i would never have imagined before oatly that you could add humor and entertainment into a milk brand but so you can i think there's always room for entertainment people always want to be entertained exactly it's the old rule you have to either yeah. inform inform you have to either teach inform or entertain one of those two things exactly and as said in the beginning that um brands are not built overnight yes so um having your strategy you no know, aligned and and your people behind that that creates the focus that you are able to execute on your daily work yes. if you're lacking that then it's just ad hoc and yes. doing a tactical work yeah so every day you're pulled in whatever random direction your distractions are pulling you in yeah exactly excellent cool i think uh, that's our time so I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you, Minna. Thank you so much, Tan. This being amazing. Um, one hour goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for this discussion. All right, that was Minna. Really nice chat for me. I hope you enjoyed listening too. You can connect with Minna on her website, minnagaitala.com. Or you can find her on LinkedIn. All the links will be on my website, noticingtheobvious.com. And I'm Tan Lei. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>